everybody, welcome to RPG Cast for the week of August 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Privet here, bringing you RP Gamers' walkthrough of the news, reviews on the website, what we've been playing, you know, the stuff you expect from a video game podcast. Joining me this week, um, not her, uh, Kelly Ryan. Me, my husband, and my $400 six-foot-tall Meowth plush. <laughs> also, Josh Carpenter. I've been doing my best not to stuff kids in a uh, tank this week. Mm, how about stuffing your cat in the tank? <laughs> now that I that I would willingly do. <laughs> it's quite annoying. That's um, mean. That is mean. Don't no cat violence on your furry cat game. You love your cat, I think. Yes, most of the time. <laughs> and he loves something food or something. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> He tolerates your existence. <laughs> yeah. He's decided I'm associated with food, therefore I guess you're okay. <sighs> Whereas my cat this week was so needy that I actually had to break out my kangaroo pouch hoodie just so that I could get work done. Tell me more about this kangaroo pouch hoodie. How does it work? So it's basically what I said. It's a hoodie with a pouch on the bottom that you can, you know, let your cat sleep in. And I bought it for my big cat, Ozzy, that's no longer with us. And he barely fit in it, but he would sit in it. But Alice, for some reason, refused refused to sit in it until this week when she realized that that was the only way she was going to get attention while I was working. And by realize, because, you mean repeatedly shoved her into the hoodie until she got yeah. the message? Okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she would lay on top of it and I would just kind of take lift up the flap and kind of put her butt in so that I wouldn't have to hold her with one hand. Mm -hmm. And she'd like be like, no, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then eventually she kind of acquiesced. But I also kind of had to do this because the other day I was holding her so long that I like messed up my arm really bad Mm. because, you know, I was tensing up the muscle so bad trying to hold her weight. And, yeah and it hurt and it's like okay i can't hold her like that anymore um and she's not even that fat of a cat she's a very light dainty cat it wasn't like i was holding murray which is my uh oh lord he coming cat i think that's where he is on the chonker chart i'm not sure (laughs) the chonker chart (laughs) it's it's relevant because we saw plus size cat collars at the pet store this plus weekend. Plus size cat collar. <laughs> this week, and my husband was like, "Is this is this old lad he come in size?" <laughs> yep. Ah, <sighs> I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. <laughs> so uh, it's been two weeks since we last met. Yep. Last week yeah. we took a, uh, a a a day off. Just had some personal stuff going on. I needed some rest, as did Anna. And actually, Anna needs rest more this week than last week, so that's why she's not on. Um, sorry. And um, we had an issue with our kitty cat. We had to take her to the vet because we had her collar on too tight and had rubbed her skin raw. Poor baby. And I noticed because I was like, I want to give you a break from the collar tonight. And we took it off. 
And then eventually she turned around and they're like, oh my God, why do you have a giant sore on your neck? We are going to the vet. And you think what happened is that she just had a growth spurt? I don't know. She's got floppy skin. And I swear, both Anna and I did the two-finger test. But apparently the two-finger test is not just two fingers fit. It must be more than that. Because either there's more to the two-finger test, or the fact that she's got the floppy skin, she needs the three-finger test. Um, so she is currently off the collar period for now (laughs) until she fully heals, which so far it's been going great. We put this little goop on, it's called, um, Vetricin Hydrogel. It's a topical disinfectant slash moisturizer to help. It's like Neosporin, but for animals that won't tolerate Neosporin and stuff. So, yeah, (laughs) so it, uh, it's good for her and she's been... You put it Licking on, and it then off. she licks it off, and then uh, she still gets better anyway. So whatever, <laughs> it's working out. <laughs> so she's almost fully healed from that sore, and the rest of the skin looks good, and it looks like the fur's all going to come back. So, but she still has like this whole line around her neck where you could just tell like there was a collar here, and the other two cats have had their collars off for the same amount of time, and you can't even tell they wore collars. So something was going on yeah. with her. <laughs> so, so- it just kind of wears a dent in it more than others because um, all of my cats have col- visible collar lines when their collar is off. Mm. Uh, I've, oh, Murray, my chonker, I, you know, I've done like the three finger test with him and st- he still manages to uh, like, I, I don't know, like puff up his neck sometimes when he's really bad and the fur causes the collar to pop. Because, you know, we, we've all got break. Yeah, we've all got breakaway collars. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and part of this, uh, we did get a more aggressive, aggressive, a more harder to pop collar for for the cats this time. Well, actually, we just tried a different brand and we found it. Well, this pops a little less easily because the last ones were popping too easily. Even the vet saw, thought so. But maybe this one doesn't pop well enough. And that's part of mm. the issue. I don't know. All sorts yes. of second guessing going on regarding cat collars this week. So anyway, she's doing fine. She doesn't. She didn't even care when it was happening. She doesn't care now, and she's looking great. So don't worry about her. She's doing good. Um, but uh, yeah, between the personal stuff and the cat collar stuff, I felt like a terrible human last week. So I needed time off. So. <laughs> to, to be fair, I woke up with part of a migraine last week too. So I was secretly glad we canceled the show. Because okay. yeah, I ended up. T- taking a uh, aspirin and going back to sleep. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, but we're back this week, and yeah, um, all I can tell you about what I've been playing is more PC building simulator because I love shutting my brain off and building some PCs to the point where it's got me inspired to build more PCs in real life. Though I haven't pulled the trigger on that because that would be expensive and yeah, hard to yeah, do because a... video cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a touch more expensive than PC builder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and then on top of that, um I did finish up the story bits of um Disgaea 6. So, yay. So you grinded enough that you could just blaze through all the story. Yeah. I had no trouble just walking through the story. Did so and got to the end and found I really did like the places the story went and I was very satisfied with it by the end. So um, initially was thinking the story wasn't 
was just pretty eh, and ended up like, all right, I like that. And so that's good, I think. So, yay. I uh, think when I'm done with my other game, I might just quick do that since it's probably just like one evening of, you know, leave mm-hmm. it on auto battle, watch a cutscene, leave it on auto battle, watch a cutscene. Mm-hmm. That's certainly how I did it. I can't, I found I could get through two to three chapters a night and uh, <laughs> while laying in bed before going to sleep. So Playing a game like that feels very weird. <laughs> it is weird, and this game's weird. I'm playing it right now. They're, they're, my little guys are grinding on Rakshasha mode, um, getting lots and lots of experience. Um, yeah, and... Uh, it's going well. Um, I've so, got so hundreds of hours into it, um, but you know, most of those hours are just it playing itself next to my bed <laughs> while plugged in. So. so you broke through the level cap. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the the final level cap now. So all the okay. nines, I can get to all the nines, and that's what I'm working on. So I can get all the uh, karma, so that I can get all the stat growth, so I can get all the stages complete. And then I will put it away and never touch it again because there's really nothing else to do once you've... I mean, I all I could do right now at this point, besides finish a few stages that I can't... don't currently have the stats for, is just keep doing stat maxing and then... But in service of what? And so you have to make your own fun there at that point, so... I'll be curious if you can beat Pretty Ball, which traditionally has always been the most powerful boss in any Disgaea game, which is, you know, ultimately what you're doing all this grinding for. Oh, okay. Good. Well, I'm not there yet, so we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. Especially if you can just, you know, auto-face roll it. That'll be the real test. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I, I feel so conflicted about how that game plays. <laughs> It's one of those things, like, I think, you know, 20 years ago when I was younger, I would have been, like, totally outraged about a game that plays itself. And now it's just kind of like I have so little time. It's like, well, maybe maybe that is kind of interesting. <laughs> this is for well, the best. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the fun part of Disgaea, in air quotes, is the grinding. But that's the part I don't have time for, so... Yeah, so they, they streamlined it so well that you don't even need need to touch it, apparently. So I, I I don't know. <laughs> I feel so It's been conflicted. an interesting experience to be sure, and you don't have to do any of this auto battling stuff except for I mean you don't have to do any of the manipulatory grind strategies that I did. Um if you just kinda use auto battle like a normal person without setting up these insane stupid ideas that you find on YouTube, then you don't have to engage with this and have it ruining your your traditional disguise gameplay or any of that. You can play like normal, so don't let it scare you off. Um, like I said, I like the way the story went, and if you want more Disgaea, you can play it a more traditional way and maybe leverage auto battle here or there to save you some time without destroying your game. So, I mean, let scared. me ask you, <clears throat> do you feel like you didn't waste your 60 bucks? Oh, no, not at all. I okay. I mean, I, I, I got hours of play out of the demo and said, I want to do this more. So <laughs> I I know what I was getting into and had fun. Okay, I mean, as long as you don't feel like you wasted your money on a game that plays itself. Yeah, not at then... all. No, I wanted the game that played itself. So, if it, yeah, that would be weird <laughs> if I felt bad since I bought it for that reason. 
Hey, I know a lot of Final Fantasy twelve haters that would argue with that on that point. Well, they didn't buy it knowing that going in. There was no... Well, there was a demo, <laughs> wasn't there? Yeah, it came huh. with the Dragon Quest. That's why Dragon Quest Eight sold so well in the States. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But to be fair, the auto battle in Final Fantasy Twelve was meant more for the exploring, not necessarily for some of the harder boss fights. I feel like... Well, okay, but... I had trouble with some of the harder boss fights because I didn't know how to use that system well. Then I learned about Bubble, and that was important, and well, all sorts of things. Oh, Final Fantasy XII. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> do, do you want to talk about Tank Babies? <gasps> Tell me about Tank Babies. Is it terrible? Am I going to be sad if I ever touch this game? Is it going to depress me for weeks? It, it's really only as terrible as you make the game for yourself. What? Oh, so it's got an auto battle system? No, no. Oh, okay. I, I kind of wish it did at this point. I'm, <laughs> I'm on my third run. So it's a roguelike? gotten deep into this. <laughs> yeah, so first time through, I, at like chapter 10, I thought that you were supposed to lose a fight or that they were kind of pushing you into the corner to make you tank a kid. And I ended kid. up, yeah. Or so this is the game. The this kid. is the game where you put the kid into the soul cannon, and it sacrifices the child, uses their soul to kill whatever you're fighting. Like, yeah, it's an auto win. Auto win. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. idea is you have these hard choices. Well, the idea from the media going out um, about this game was that you know you'd have to make these hard choices, what kids to sacrifice to get a happy ending, and yeah. you're always going to be compromising. Well, turns out, apparently, right, Kelly, that uh, if you're just good at the game, you don't have to sacrifice any kids, huh? Yeah, for for the most part, because this battle seemed scripted, but I also kind of misinterpreted how to play the battle because pretty much all the battles in the entire, or all the boss fights up in the entire game up to that point, you had to take out the top turret that was healing in order to take out the bottom turret that was the actual boss and on this one it was flipped and i didn't realize it until i fought that boss again as the uh... final boss so i and i and the way it played out i thought it was a scripted fight to where it was backing you into a corner to make you do one and then after I played through the final boss fight i was like oh wait i could have totally won that fight and not had any issues and when you finish the game at that point, it kind of tells you, you know, really try to play, try to save all the kids. And by the way, one character that shows up, you might want to try to make friends with them. Ooh. So it very much steers you at the final bit where you you need to save all the kids. And one of them kind of has a special condition that you need to save them. And I'm I'm being intentionally vague because I don't think Josh is at that point. Uh, I just got to chapter 10 last night before I yeah. uh, went to bed. So I'm just yes, starting so. out that. So so I should say, like, the combat in this game, like, it's built around, uh, like, essentially like a weapons triangle. So you're, you're, you have your giant tank, you have three different weapons emplacements, and then you could have, like, a machine gun, which is usually good against, like, flying enemies. And then you got, like, a grenade launcher that's kind of like your... Uh, you know, jack of all trades, master of none sort of weapon. And then you've got like a big old tank cannon. And you can you can change continually, even in the middle of a battle, like which one you have in which spot. 
and then you're pairing up uh, each of the characters is associated with one of those different types of weapons and then you're pairing characters together and depending on how you know how many of the little uh, little uh, side quests kind of very the the little side stories is kind of like reminiscent of like Fire Emblem like the little uh, oh geez what are they called in Fire Emblem the interactions between so, the characters not the social links that's Persona. That's Persona, uh, yeah. Skits? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right, that's Tails. <laughs> They're true. Yeah. I don't know. But, but very much the same thing where you're trying to, like, you'll do these little skits between the characters, and then as you level them up, like, you get bonuses in the battle, you know, when you pair these two characters together, because each, each uh, slot has the ability to kind of have a main person and then a secondary person. And you get these other passive bonuses. Like, there's a lot of... I, I really like the battle system because there's a lot of fun in just, like, figuring out how you want to... You know, like, you come into these encounters and everything is very linear in this game. I mean, it is literally just a tank going from one side to the other. Every once in a while, you kind of get to choose, like... And it will very much tell you, like, do you want the safe route? Do you want the normal route? Do you want the really dangerous route? And you get to pick... And then basically the why would you pick the dangerous ones? Uh, Better better materials for crafting. Yeah. Oh. Because that becomes that's also part of the game is like you're crafting, you're upgrading your tank, you're getting better cannons, you're getting you're increasing the armor, you're you know like adding to the what is it the batteries so that you can do more special attacks. Yeah. Um. And you're upgrading the facilities in the tank too. Like you've got a farm where it starts out with only three pots, and by the your tank has a farm in it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're growing stuff inside the tank. Sure. Yeah. You just yeah. go with it. <laughs> All right. And, and Yeah, and you need to grow stuff because you have a cooking station, and the cooking station lets you have buffs. Okay. But there's also a quest system where at the beginning of each intermission, each kid will have something that they want. Is this just a lot like, of busy work? No, no. Well, it's okay. very rewarding. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like So, so like... Kelly said, like, there's intermissions at certain points in each chapter. There'll be, like, three of them, I think. Mm -hmm, That sounds about right. And then each time you have an intermission, you have a limited amount of time. So every single action you do uses up some of that time. You want to upgrade the tank, it's going to take a little bit of time. You want to, if you want to go and uh, cook something, that's going to take up time. So you have to kind of try and balance, like, okay, how am I going to, you know, I've got 20 units of time to use up. How am I going to spend it each of these intermissions? Am I going to have the characters talking to one another to try and build up their affection level among one another? Am I going to, you know, because every time, like, uh, you like you cook something, like, not only do you just, um, the, the benefit of that is, like, that gives you bonuses and buffs for the next set of battles. So, you know, like when you're coming up on one of the boss battles, maybe you want to spend a bunch of time cooking so that you can get a bunch of buffs for going into that boss battle. And then other times you might, like if your characters also get knocked out in battle. So whenever that happens, you got to like send them to the uh, dormitory so they can go sleep and (laughs) recover from that. So you've got all these different little things to balance that, you know, as you're going on. I don't know, like it's it's been a lot of fun. Like, the way it's broken up, it's paced very well because it's so linear. You know, they have it very well paced out. Like, okay, you got this many battles, and then we're going to give you a little bit of story. You get to go and go and uh, play around with the game and, 
do all your little, you know, upgrade and busy work and talk to the different characters. And then we're going to have some more battles. And then we're, you know, like everything's paced out very well because it's so linear. Yeah. Uh, my, my only complaint is that I wish the tank sections had a fast forward button because the tanks do, the tank sections do get a little slow, especially after like your second or well, third. Well, tanks run. are slow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's just it, I, I agree. It's it's a pain that you can't just like pull down, hold down the trigger and have it fast forward. Like, yeah, I know I'm going in between one battle and then I'm going to collect some, uh, you know, some uh, cannon parts and <laughs> these next couple of waypoints before I get to the next next battle. I don't need to sit through this animation anymore. I don't even care about what the tank parts are until I actually, you know, get to the next stop and do some upgrading. My my first run doing all the story and stuff took about twenty hours. Yeah, that's that's where I'm. Uh, it's what it looks like it's going to be. I'm at like seventeen hours, and I'm in chapter ten of eleven. And then my so, my second run, skipping all the story, I want to say took about half that time. Okay. Um, and then by the time I ran through the second, ran through it the second time, I had upgraded everything, all the facilities, all the uh, tank parts. Um, so you do pre- make progress much. between runs. Yeah, yeah, okay. everything carries. So over. everything gets easier to not sacrifice kids as you progress. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, because those first eight or so chapters, you can pretty once you're maxed out, you can pretty much face roll all of the fights, and. On my third run right now, all I'm worrying about is trying to max out all of the social links um, because the game kind of like on my third run or my second run when I got the good ending, it was like, hey, now see if you can fill out the library, which, you know, the library shows the cutscenes of all the social links and all of the art. and You get little comic pages you can read, which are really cute. Um like that so that's what i'm trying to do is finish finish the library to see what that last thing is because oh boy i finished that game and i was like i i need i can't wait for josh to get to this point because i want to see what he thinks about this i mean does and, does your how you do with not sacrificing kids or filling out the library change the end or something um yeah, I mean, I th- this third run, there's this very specific character that I might want to sacrifice just to see how that little story bit plays out. Oh, okay. I'm I'm curious if they if it, it plays out completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm being intentionally vague. You you, you, you get be. a care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that character is actually on the website, isn't it? Oh. Uh, I think they introduced them all, yeah. Okay, you get a character that's a defector from the other army. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, ha- he's one of the more important story characters because of it. Yeah, it's, you can tell this game was not a super high budget game because it's, <laughs> like, there's not a lot of voice acting in it. It's only Japanese voice acting. Um, there's not even, like, a, there's there's pretty much no like uh story scenes that are animated it's all just you know static art you you can tell that this was not a huge budget game but there's a lot of they got they still got a lot of things right like the the difficulty of it i think was like really well done at least on this first playthrough mm-hmm. it's those boss battle like 
even regular encounters can be difficult if you're not paying careful attention. It's very easy to like, you know, to take things a little bit flippantly and then all of a sudden like, oh, wow, I'm down to like a third of my health left. I better get serious about this. And uh, some of those boss battles are really tough. Like, it, the, you know, like I haven't had to sacrifice any kids, but there have been a couple of times when I'm like, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm going to get through this or not, you know? Yeah, the third time through last night, the the boss battle in chapter, I want to say seven or eight, the uh, cat with the dog mask. Like, I had no trouble the first two times getting through that fight. And then the third time, for some reason, I was just either not on my game or what, because it took me a couple of tries to get through that one, uh, uh, that second time. And what also kills me is that later on, some of the bosses show up as regular tank battles. Yeah. Because you're that much better now. Yeah, yeah, that that droll one, every time it shows up, I just cringe. Because that one, if you're not paying attention, you can uh, easily knock out or injure a couple of kids. And when, you're, when your kids get injured, then that means that you're spending AP to send them to the infirmary, and it's not fun. No. Um, I, I feel like the battle system is a little bit of a cross between Skies of Arcadia and Grandia, because if you take advantage of the different weaknesses, then it causes the enemies to kind of have a time delay. So, you know, you have your timeline that shows whose turn is coming up. And then if you take if you hit their weakness, the enemy's turn will kind of shoot back several paces so you can get in two turns per kid. And the game does a very good job of telegraphing, you know, what's going to be coming up with a with an attack that can really hurt you, because the attacks that just really suck usually have a charge time. So yeah. if you're not defending on that last turn, then you're screwed. Yeah, and it, it is one of those games where actually defense is a is a viable strategy, especially yeah. against the bosses when they've got those huge charged up attacks. Like, yeah, you want to change over to uh, defense and really cut down on how much damage it does to your tank. Otherwise, like, yeah, you can even some of those bosses like one attack and take off like half your health if you're not defending. Yeah. And there are some characters that have some pretty OP buffs that'll get you through. Like, I know Sheena has a regen heal that is a godsend for some of those longer boss fights. And Baron, the fat cat kid, has um, a reinforceability that gives you a damage or a defense buff throughout the entire fight. And my other favorite thing about the, the game so far that you forgot to mention, Josh, is that every single kid in the party has a use somehow. Mm -hmm. So you're not, if you really, if you rely on just one kid, you're kind of going to have a bad time because um, like Kyle is the one that's the best uh, one at plugging down armor because he has one of the best one that's or one of the best moves that can knock down like three plates of armor. And he has an AOE one that can knock down two plates of armor, but only on aerial enemies. Versus Mai, who has who can knock down plates of armor on everybody, but only one plate of armor. So do you use the AOE one that can hit everyone, or do you hit the efficient one that can only hit one, but can pretty much bring down their entire armor in one shot? Yeah, yeah, because that's another level to the combat is that a lot of these tanks will have, like, levels of armor. It'll just tell you right over the tank, 
like what their level in quotation marks is. And then you you have characters that can bring down that level. And then when you attack them with regular attacks, it does much more damage. So that becomes part of the strategy is like, OK, do I want to use usually it's the machine gunners who have that ability to take down their uh armor level so your machine gunners don't do a lot of damage to tanks but it may be the important thing is to get that armor level down first so that then you can actually do a whole lot of damage there, there's a lot of little little subtle strategies in the game that makes it a lot of fun um you you also get um ammo as consumable items that can do different debuffs but i found that the most useful one was just converting it all into piercing ammo so that if you had a fight where you didn't need machine guns you could still take down armor levels Oh, oh, I'm a good little RPG player, so I almost never use that stuff. I've got it all set. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be useful in the last boss battle. <laughs> yeah, I, I had stockpiled a lot of it because that's the other quirk is that there isn't a shop. There's The character Oop. even says, like, money is no good. You have to trade here. So you have to trade lesser items for greater items. Bartering. Yeah. yeah. And it's the one one of my gripes with it is that, like, in that screen, there's no way to see like what it is you need to upgrade your tank. So you just kind of have to remember what on earth I was working on and what, you know, which thing do I need? Do I need any more of this crappier thing at the bottom? You know, like this lesser version of the the cannon parts, or you know, can I just trade them all for the better version? I can't, you know, like I can't remember. And then when you can, you only get to do this like once a chapter when you go to a village. And it's one of the one of the little things that's annoying in the game. I tried to make a point to screenshot what I needed on the switch and then cut, go back to remind myself what I needed. Yeah, the problem is I'm I'm just bad about forgetting because I'm like <laughs> that. You always go to the, the village right at the beginning of the chapter. So your last last chance to do that is basically right before the final boss battle and i just always forget about it i'm just always getting geared up for this you know geared up for the chapter's boss battle yeah no i get it i, I was terrible at trying to remember what i needed to um, i'd even forget to screenshot but um luckily once you get to where you need the ancient parts you can't even trade for those <laughs> you, you can, I think you can only fish those or get those from the dungeons because that's the other thing is that there's dungeons that are basically one what? big puzzle that you have to solve. I mean, there's yeah. dungeons. There's dungeons. There's these little like how do you do tank dungeons? dungeons? You go in as kids. Yeah. All right. So you have the kids and they go through this little like side-scrolling dungeon and you have to cut you know, like like kelly said it's more really of a puzzle than actually like finding anything it's more like figuring out like what rooms you have to go to in which order so that you can get the bullets that you can use to kill the enemies oh, and get goodness. past walls to like get all the different little parts that you can use to upgrade your uh, tank okay but yeah, there are like certain parts that you need to upgrade your tank that you can only find in these dungeons. <laughs> but they're really short and they provide a nice little gameplay break from all of the monotony. And yeah, when you're doing the quests, like it, it, it can be a little bit annoying when you've got kids that want to sleep and kids that want to do dungeons because each of those actions are like five action points. So you do both of those things and next thing you know, you're pretty much halfway done for that intermission. 
um, luckily when you're trying to go through the social links, like on your second or third run, once you get that stuff upgraded, you never have to do uh, the dungeons again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'll just have I, the bullets? No. Oh. No, the dungeons. I, I, I don't. Are they rent? Are they randomly generated, or did they have kind of a pattern? I think they have a pattern. Okay. I think they're set patterns. I haven't gone back and redone earlier ones, really. Yeah, I, I've only redone earlier ones when I well, needed to... You said you were getting supplies out of those dungeons, like bullets. So, like, if you don't do them, you won't have those supplies, right? Well, well, you have two different options. Like, as you're going along on the map through the chapter, there will often be, like, one of these, you know, depending on the path, the branching paths you take. Mm -hmm. Like, there'll usually be access to one. But then every time there's an intermission, you can just go and do one of the ones you've done before. Like it's a, it's a little section at the tank where you can go and just go do run through one of those dungeons again to get more stuff. So it's always open to you. And like Kelly said, there's other ways to get more, uh, more of the uh, parts where you can go fishing off the back of the tank for used parts. <laughs> one of my favorite things though, is that if you have a kid that has a bunch of social links, um, all of those kids will come help you to up your percentage sometimes. Yeah. So yeah because, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Be because I'm working on the social links, I have a bunch of kids that have maximum on – like Malt and Hannah, I've maxed out everybody's social links on them so far. So if I do either of them, usually I can get the percentage up to 100. So I've had it at 95 and still fail. <laughs> yeah, I have to. But luckily, at that point, you can kind of do a soft reboot or b back out to the switch menu, and you'll, you're okay to restart. And I also noticed that the quests regenerate when you do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing. Like, it does not have a traditional save function. It just does auto save because they don't want you really saves coming. Yeah, because I accidentally backed out or back to the battle menu at 20 AP. And when I tried to reboot, it wouldn't let me go back to the intermission. So I ended up having to like get myself killed to give it to have it give me the option to go back before the intermission. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was very annoying. But if, if you reset at the intermission, you're fine, and it does reset the quest, though. The thing that I like about the quest system is that a lot of the kids request stuff that you need to do anyway. Like, if you have the right parts to upgrade a tank or upgrade a part, then they'll say, hey, I want to do upgrades to the dormitory. Yeah, it, it, it's obviously a system designed to guide you on what, what it is you need to be doing at that point, and it works pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be my candidate for biggest surprise of the year for our game of the year stuff. I mean, I, I like think it. Cyber Connect. I think Cyber Connect did a really good job. Like, you know, like this is not a triple A game. I, and I mean, you know, in fairness, they're not selling it as such. It's a forty dollar digital only title, but like it's really well put together. Got an interesting battle system. It's got an interesting story and characters. Like the, the, this ought to be on people's radar. I, I don't think it's going to blow anyone's crap away, but I think it's a pleasant little surprise, indefinitely. But kind of a, as dire as the game sounded, it's been kind of a nice diversion of more dire games I've played recently, like uh, Near, 
<laughs> yeah, it's not it's not as as, as heart wrenching as surprisingly as Nier was. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've been digging all of the artwork and the interstitials and this game it's just so so adorable and the, the ones at the end chapters that have been illustrated by i guess famous illustrators are really cute mm-hmm. um yeah i i suggest just putting putting this on you guys's wish list and if you're between games maybe checking it out i, I the the tank battles in particular i'm very fond of because of how strategic they are i think it's kind of filling that strategy itch for me that Disgaea 6 kind of left me Dropped wanting. for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the performance good on Switch? Uh, I've it, it chugs a little bit. I actually um, had like text kind of freeze on the game on me last night. Hmm. Yeah, that was weird. But it, it's, been, it's been okay for the most part. You're playing the Xbox one? Yeah, yeah, it's been perfectly fine on Xbox. No issues. Yeah, it, it does struggle a little bit on Switch. I, I'm sad to say, but I've also been kind of very spoiled by the PS5. Yeah, yeah. Once you get <laughs> what, once you get a Xbox or PS5, you're just like, oh man, this is the Switch seems really, mm-hmm. really uh, chuggy in in comparison. Yeah, just a tad, but I, I'm okay with it because it's it's the perfect play in bed, chill out before bedtime kind of game. Yeah, I always like thinking about sacrificing children before I go to sleep. To be honest, that really hasn't been a concern. I know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> no. Oh, go ahead. But, no, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I do kind of like that tension, though, that you have when you're playing it, at least this first time of like, oh, man, am I going to have to sacrifice them? I don't want to sacrifice the cute little kids. They're cute oh, little kids. Especially since once you get down to half health and the cannon becomes available, the radio is really pushing you to do it. Oh, yeah. What? You're going to have... You're losing. You're going to have to use it. Like, no, I'm not. I'm going to push through this. I am not stuffing the cute little kid in the cannon. No, no. (laughs) And even if I can't push through this, you know, I can lose and at least go back to before the intermission because you give me that option game. Don't play me like that. So, so is the ending where you stuff kids in the cannon like really like down on you for stuffing the kids in the cannon? I mean, it shows the silhouette of everybody that you did. And when it goes into their little epilogues, it shows the silhouette but doesn't actually show what happens. Mm. And then, yeah, after the credits, the final end card's like... You shouldn't do saying, that. Why would yeah. you put a child in a cannon? Who would tell you to do that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you did, game! <laughs> like I said, I'm having to be intentionally vague, but once you get past chapter 10, you're going to see what I mean. Well, I'm, <laughs> well, well that, that's another thing we didn't mention. Like, there is this uh, radio the entire time that's kind of like telling, giving you hints on what to do and telling you what to do. Like, it's telling the kids in game what to do. So I'm kind of curious, like, what on earth the radio actually is. Like, there's some hints that it's like maybe mystical or 
<laughs> so I'm very curious to see like if that story uh, you know beat is actually fleshed out by the ending. I can't say. Kel- Kelly's gonna be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've I've got to be quiet. Me- message me when you get to that point. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, the game sucked me in, and that's mostly what I've played. Um, I t- tapped into the Pokemon Snap update a little bit. Um, just because I thought that that was cool that they had a free Pokemon Snap update. Mm-hmm. Um, two, two new levels, a bunch of new routes in existing levels. The two new levels have a bunch of Pokemon that weren't there originally, and they also give you an opportunity at getting better photos of ones that were kind of a pain in the ass to get photos of initially. Um, so one of the new levels is pretty much a straight-up remake of the river level from the Nintendo 64 Pokemon Snap, which is kind of neat. <laughs> There's a Psyduck in there, and one of the quests is to get a Psyduck to levitate a Magikarp, which is a really hilarious picture. And also, I kind of wish <laughs> they put a lot of quality of life updates in this update because they so you have all these quests that you have to do where you have to get certain photos. And now if you've met the conditions, it marks the photos, which had, which beats those conditions, which wasn't there before and was frustrating as hell trying to get, figure out, okay, well, will that photo count? No, will that photo count? So, um, if you've, if you've been stuck on a couple of quests, then play the game now because it's going to be a lot easier and they also made it so that when you go to reset the level, you can pick which research level you want to go run the course through because um, each course has different levels. Um, I, I wish Anna was here because she played Pokemon Snap, I think, a lot more than you guys did. Oh, yeah, I haven't played it yeah. at all. Yeah, didn't play it, so <laughs> we can't we can't chime in, really. Well, you, I... You... I... Okay. You didn't play the other new Pokemon game that came out this past week, the the MOBA? No, because when I heard that that was very uh, predatory, um, microtransaction-y, I was like, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> I I had it installed, and as soon Is as it I predatory, found it out... Though? Like, what, what's, how are they doing that that's predatory? Like, a whole bunch of different currencies, um, a whole bunch Oof. of pay-to-win... A bunch of Pokemon I it was just being... by car- characters. I didn't know it was pay to win. I mean, certain characters are more OP than others, so mm. you tell me. Yeah. Um, and that and I, I suck at MOBAs, and yeah, I just I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. I I did, however, download uh Mega Mega Drive or. Genesis Mega Drive Picross. Uh, okay, I was about to ask if that really was Genesis. It said Mega Drive Picross, and I'm like, yeah. Okay, is that it, really Genesis Pick? What does that mean? It's <laughs> Picross. It's Picross puzzles where it's all Sega characters. Okay, okay, that okay, that makes sense. I guess I was so, wondering if you were actually doing Picross of like Sega, all the different iterations of the Sega Genesis. No, but that would be funny. <laughs> No, it's just a it's a Jupiter developed Picross game that has nothing but Sega stuff, and there's Sega stuff in the background, and very Sega inspired music, and all of the puzzles are Sega characters and stuff. And thus far, I've unlocked Sonic and uh, Sh- Shinobi Shuriken and a bunch of Golden Axe stuff. 
a bunch of outrun stuff that I haven't played that as much as I would like. And I, I'm also one of the weirdos that really likes Mega Picross, and I feel like I'm the odd person out because everybody that I ever listen to, which one is to Mega that, Picross? So that's where you have um, columns that are filled out with double columns for. Okay. So if if that's making any sense, you have to look it up. Okay. Um, but you you know how normal Picross, like each column, you have your numbers, mm-hmm. and in Mega Picross, there are numbers that take up two columns, and you have to figure it out from there. Okay. Yeah, you're looking oh, it up weird. right now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very hard to describe, and like I know Player One podcast rallies against Pe- Mega Picross. They're all Picross fans, but they hate Mega Picross, and I'm like, I like it because some it makes some puzzles a little bit easier, but also I've played so much Picross that I kind of want a different challenge that kind of works my brain muscles a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But that that's just me. I I understand why they don't like it because you do have to, you do have to go about it a completely different way with those double columns. You can't really cheese those double columns. So, like you can like this one that says 19, there's just one empty spot somewhere in those two columns. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that one that that's 19, there's up to 19 possible columns there oh up to no yeah not up to no 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 i'm sorry i meant yeah there's 19 columns that you or there's 19 squares that you have to shade in okay. but that one blank square could be anywhere oh man <laughs> but th- but then you get the ones where there's a two across and those are pretty easy because that's always going to be side by side mm-hmm and that puzzle that you're looking at does, doesn't have ones where there's... Wait, why do they like, have to be side by side? Because it goes across both columns. Okay. I'm sorry, this, this is horrible for uh, audio listeners. Um, but I, I I love it. I, I can't get enough of Mega, Mega Picross, even though some puzzles uh, get particularly tricky. Um I always turn on the guides where it highlights the tops, the columns blue if there's possible moves. Just because I hate having to scan the whole puzzle trying to figure out where there's a possible move. Mm-hmm. But then I know in the DS Picross games, like every fifth puzzle turns that off, so you got to figure it out on your own. And some of those can get pretty difficult. Also, I, I really like Color Picross too because that's also kind of re rethinking how you do pick cross because if there's colors next to each other you don't necessarily have to count the space beside it if that makes any sense mm-hmm. but but also with color pick cross like you can easily pick out where there's going to be certain bouts of color too so i i play too much pick cross yeah. i'm sure anna anna understands well she stopped playing any of the regular pick crosses now she only cares about these RPG oh, the story ones? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I have fun with the RPG ones, but I also have like, when are we going to get to the puzzles? <laughs> but I get it. I, I wish that they would do a follow-up to Pokemon Picross because that one was really fun. That one was like y- utilizing different power-ups and stuff to get certain times. But I, I digress. This is cast this is rpg cast so that's all i've been playing 
Cool beans. I think that means we're ready. Or did yeah. you have more, Josh? Nah, I just played a little bit of Fantasia. I'm trying to trying to get through that before the second half comes out because they've been hinting that that's coming soon. And and uh, thankfully, it sounds like it's going to be like twice as long as the the first chunk of the game that they released. So I, I'm trying to finish up and get, get done with that. But nothing oh, really to say about it. Why do they make me want to spend money on an Apple Arcade? Or, uh... <laughs> I don't know, Kelly. It, it's it's tough. Like, it, hey, it has more killer apps than Stadia. Yeah. Oh, maybe we'll get lucky and it'll get ported, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Oh, it'll come out eventually. I'm sure it's just one of those exclusivity deals. Yeah, if if it at least came out on Android, I would be satisfied since I do have a pretty beefy tablet. And I mean, hey, it, I, I mean, the uh, the controller support isn't the best in it, but at least it has controller support. Square yeah. doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? The Pixel remasters don't have controller support. Not on mobile. <laughs> Oh, I like you. You want to be mad at Square, and then at the same time, like I'm not surprised somehow that Square is releasing a mobile game with no controller support. Because I went to buy, I was going to buy three, and I was like, oh, you know, like it's on Apple. I wonder if it's on Apple TV. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't work on Apple TV. And I'm like, why does it not work on Apple TV? And like, oh, they have no controller support in this thing. Like, oh, good gosh, Square, really? Why? Why? Like, the, the, you know, it, it's incredibly frustrating with a game that started out made for c- controller doesn't support controllers. Well, you want to talk about square jank. <laughs> so I was cleaning up last weekend and I since I upgraded to my PS5, I put my PS4 in its box because I have, have the Final Fantasy 15 PS4. So I want to keep it because it's sentimental. My husband bought it for me. But before I put it up, I was like, I really need to get my Final Fantasy 7 save file off of there. Because for some dumb reason, even though I transferred my save file to the PS5, to, in order to get your Final Fantasy save file upgraded to the uh, PS5 version of the game, you have to go into the PS4 version, <laughs> upload it to the cloud, and then download it from the PS5 version of the game. Even though that save file is on my damn PS5 from the Sony version of the cloud. Square. I'm sorry, man. Kelly. <laughs> so so I, I hook up my PS4 to the to this TV in my spare bedroom and for some reason it's not connecting to the internet because it doesn't like my range extender even though literally a week ago it was hooked up and uh, did you know I'm going to tell you I'm with the PS5 I don't like your range extender either <laughs> well <laughs> you, you know what when you have a house and the internet is on the opposite side of the house and you kind of set this up not knowing you was going to work from home for the rest of your life you do what you need to do all right so i had even hooked up my ps4 to the damn ethernet cable that i was using for monster hunter and it still wouldn't connect to the internet so what i ended up having to do was download the ps4 version of the game try to figure out how to boot it up because what they don't tell you is that it stacks with the ps5 version so you have to go into the menu go to the three dots 
in the menu and tell it, okay, I want to boot up the PS4 version of this game. She upload the save file. She then delete the PS4 version. Because, <laughs> you know, but bear in mind, both of these take up very limited hard drive space. And then I finally got my save file. And I don't even know why I put myself through all this because I don't even plan on playing that game anytime soon again. But <laughs> I want to. Uh-huh. It's just it, – it's, this is such first-world problem nonsense that I nobody is feeling bad for me right now listening to this, me, me bitching about this. But and you know damn what, it, what really stinks is on the Xbox, it just takes care of this for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't worry about any of this. Just the right thing happens. Yeah. Right. It's like all I had to do – I thought all I had to do was just transfer all of my save files to the cloud – for that $60 I pay a year for cloud saves and then transfer it back down and I would have been no. fine. Nah. Uh, on in in other news, Kelly, they've they've now Sony has finally released that you can add a uh, a new SSD to your PS5, but heaven help Ooh. you getting that done. <laughs> Why? See, well, well, you got to do some surgery, and they're like, well, you need to buy one that preferably has a heat sink, yep. yeah, and you got to make sure it fits, because if you get one with a heat sink, it may not fit in that tiny but little all space those, they've they got. They give you all the measurements. Come on. <laughs> well, you know, it's one I've of been playing like PC you... building simulators, so I'm like, I can do this. This is a challenge <laughs> for me. I can figure this out. I was about to say, I mean, granted, the Xbox version of that in that video I watched looked so much easier. Yeah. But that surgery didn't look nearly as bad. Well, the Xbox version has a custom part, right? Yeah. So, yeah, of course it's easier. You only, you don't have any choice. (laughs) You got to use theirs. (laughs) Wasn't it just a memory card? Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's, well, but it's a big, expensive memory card. Exactly. Well, it costs about the same as a uh, the SSD you have to use in the PS5. Right, yeah. Plus, I, I follow Wario 64. But, but people, on... people are saying, like, here, buy this one. It works. Yeah, I've been following Wario 64, and he posts the ones that work. So yeah. I guess the idea is those are going to sell out, and then you're going to be having trouble, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I don't... I'm not sure if I plan on... Uh, taking advantage of that anytime soon, but also, like, I'm literally looking at an article that Mario 64 retweeted right now from Eurogamer from Digital Founder that basically just goes into all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it's that bad, but if you do buy the wrong thing, you're gonna be um, upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's an expensive it's mistake. It's an expensive mistake. You gotta re- hope you can return it, maybe. And yeah, mm. yeah. Oh wow! Th- this article even has uh, like p- loading times for all of the different benchmark tests. Oh, uh, on the Digital Foundry one. Yeah. Nice. It, it's quite interesting. I mean. I'm the same person that when upgrading my work computer recently, I spent an hour trying to get the hard drive out because the video I watched said that the RAM was underneath the hard drive. And then I finally get it out. Like, where's the RAM? Oh, the RAM was right next to the hard drive. I didn't have to go through all of that. Maybe this isn't a job for you then. (sighs) It's not. (laughs) It really isn't. (laughs) He he was in a meeting and Uh. I was 
trying to be self-sufficient. No, I meant like the P- the PS5 one, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> On to feedback. What is yes. our feedback this week? Let's see. Um, two weeks ago. From... Oh gosh, so much feed, so much history. I I don't think anybody wanted to touch this topic with a ten foot pole. Oh, because it was Activision Blizzard. Um, but does a yeah. company's actions guide whether you buy their games or not? We had two responses over two weeks. Um, Strawberry Eggs answered uh, Cassandra Ramos, fellow Backtrack alumni. She answered, I tell myself that when a company is as abusive as Activision, Blizzard, and Ubisoft, I won't support them by buying their games. For the most part, I haven't ever bought games from these companies or very rarely buy them. I am somewhat interested in the new Mario Plus Rabbids, but I can always buy the game used if I do decide to get it. I still haven't played the first game, which I bought before the allegations came out about Ubisoft. And then, what's that name? Tracer 3? I, I Maybe. I don't, yeah. yeah I sure. don't tend to look at what company behavior. Er, I misread that. I don't tend to look at what the company behavior before I buy the game. I just watch the trailer or read a review, decide if I should buy the game or not. That was a very awkwardly worded sentence. So I don't think they care. Yeah. For, for me, it's all about how egregious the offense is. If it's a Dragon Quest game, that's one guy. I mean, I don't like that guy, but that is what it is. If it's something like a Blizzard thing where it's just abuse across the board, then I kind of don't want to support them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it it's different from the Dragon Quest thing. It's just that one guy has his own terrible personal opinions, whereas kind of the allegations at Blizzard is like they make life terrible for all of the women working there. So that's, that's kind of like a different different delineation. Yeah. Now, now I, like, I wouldn't have any problem with someone who said, you know, like they weren't going to buy Dragon Quest games because they didn't want any money going to, you know, the uh, composer who has all those terrible, repugnant views. Like, that seems like reasonable, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be... I'm not defending the guy or anything, but to be fair, like, that's one person in an entire company who obviously is vocal enough to put out a full-page ad in the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, like, Bob, if, if if Bob from accounting had similar opinions, if I would want to do mess with that or not. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with wait, all this stuff. Wait, wait, like the your... composer put an ad out in the New York Times? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, w- yeah. I want to ask about what, but maybe I don't want to ask about what. Uh, look it up. There's there's video essays about it. it it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. But old old racist grandpa might be retiring soon. Okay. So hey, we we all hope that means we'll actually get some new music in Dragon Quest for a change. God, heaven help us. <laughs> it's not like it's That's... bad music. It's just like goodness. It's the same stuff over and over and over and over he, again. He has been recycling the same Washington soundtrack. Post. Um, but yeah, wow. Oh, my bad. Oh boy. Yeah. And I, I've always said that you know, if you dig dig deep enough, you can find enough dirt in any company. It's about where your line is. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing. Like all of these companies 
all of these games, almost all the games we're playing, it isn't just like one or two people making them. It's hundreds and hundreds of people that are involved in the production. So, yeah, where everyone personally draws the line for themselves is kind of a kind of something everybody has to come up with. I mean, I, I say that, but yet I I also don't know if I'm a hypocrite or not because I didn't buy Kingdoms of Amalur because I didn't want to support Kurt, Kurt Schilling, and that was one guy, but that was also the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> that one guy has a whole lot of influence, so, you know. Well, well, you- now, well, now you can feel uh, okay in it because now any money that goes to Kingdoms of Amalur hopefully is going to help pay off some of the, yeah. the horrible debts that he incurred in that mess of uh, 38 Studios. Yeah. But then I'm also remembering not wanting to buy Fez because I really didn't like Phil Fish and what he had to say. And That's okay. He didn't like any of us either, so he's not making games anymore. <laughs> so is it okay to buy Fez now? I don't know anymore. <laughs> is the underlying theme here, don't be a douche when you're making video games? Well, don't should, be a douche be while the making video life? games in the hood. <laughs> well, it, it should be a metaphor for life, but... Yeah, lots of people have trouble with that. <laughs> um, well, moving on to happier measures. For a question of the week this week, um, which of the late July release rush are you playing right now? Me and Kelly have obviously went Fuga and Tank yes. Babies. Does, does Gaia, oh, is, is that part of the July rush? I don't know. That was early July. All right. So I did it. I did it. I did a thing. I, yeah. was, I was current for once. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me have this. <laughs> I, I have my copy of Neo World Ends With You setting on top of my PS5 right now. And I'm going to get to it when I finish Fuga, but... I clearly have a lot more social links I need to get through than I thought I did. Kelly, you're going to finish all the links. Yes. Uh, I I have that one late game character almost filled out. You don't don't get much time to to get all of his done. No, you don't get him until like chapter six or seven or something like that. Yeah. But um, if you want to answer our show feedback, of course, you can talk about it on the show thread on our website, rpgamer.com. Yeah. You can also email email us at rppodcast at rpgamer.com or call or text us at 608-729-48. I'm saying 4098. 608-729-4098. Oh, I, I'm bad with numbers. No, you can't it's... Tell. You, I, Years of practice on that number, Kelly. That's yeah. Years. Um, you can also watch us live Saturday at noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer or visit our website at rpgamer.com. If you were tuned in now, you'd see two cute cats sleeping on each other. They are so cute. One who's completely buried. Can you breathe? <laughs> oh, cats and sleep- sleeping piles all the time. Okay, he that's can fine. breathe. I think he can breathe. <laughs> His stomach's moving. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> it's like you see them when they're babies and they sleep in a pile and you wonder how they don't suffocate Under like their that. mother. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. I guess they've they got seem this. seem to be okay. <laughs> they've got it. Oh, sp- speaking of kittens, uh, the Kitten Academy Crunchyroll stream is live this weekend. Well, get on that, everybody. 
What what is it? The cat cafe? The Yuzu's cat cafe. Yes. I guess Yuzu is some sort of cat mascot for Crunchyroll or something. I don't know. I figured this out last year and then realized it didn't matter, so I forgot it. (laughs) I will always plug Kitten Academy. My my Zagoras shirt came in the mail this week, and I cannot wait to wear that in public. Um, I'm I'm probably going to wear it. Actually, next weekend is free comic book day, so we're going on our annual comic book day road trip, and I'll probably wear it then. Okay, comic book road trip. Nobody will know what it references, but... That's okay. It'll make me happy. Um, are we ready for news? We are. Yep. So, Astria sending trailer shows off its Jaster mini game. This is by Artisan Studio and the game Astria Sending. And this Jstar strategic mini game is a tribute to Final Fantasy Triple Triad and Tetramaster. And boy, it sure looks as complicated as it. Oh boy. Um, Astria Sending puts players in control of demigods, and a group of eight heroes is tasked with saving the world from chaos. We've got to go kill I chaos. I hate chaos. <laughs> but we're doing it with a uh, card game. Oh. Yes. Car- is it on motorcycle? No, anyway. Cool. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Um, we've got a new Guild Wars expansion announced. Or, sorry, Guild Wars 2. I forgot there were two Guild Wars. This, there are so many Guild is... Wars. I'm surprised this is happening, like, out of nowhere. Like, hey, let's have another Guild Wars expansion. Like, how long has it been? Um, oh, hasn't it? <laughs> seems like it. Yeah, give or take. So I, people that are boycotting WoW right now probably don't have nothing else to do. So it's the <laughs> I perfect don't time think to... they planned it for that, but yeah, they'll Why probably not? enjoy it. See, I've always wanted to check out Guild Wars 2, but that $60 price tag kind of kept me from it. But now I might check it out. Um, this is the End of Dragons is the new expansion, and it's set in the continent of Cantha, which last appeared in the original Guild Wars Winds of Change. Um, this is a home to the new, the oldest known human settlements, as well as the powerful empire of the dragon. So I guess an Eastern themed expansion. Sure. Why not? Um, looks interesting. The expansion is planned for 2022. If you're a Guild Wars player, you can go check that out. Um, we also got a 25 minute gameplay video from Eastward. This is that uh, really pretty pixel art indie game published by Chucklefish and Pixpill. Um, Eastward yeah, this, follows... so yeah, this one looks this one looks a lot like it's obviously very inspired by Zelda, and it kind of uh, looks at has that top down Zelda kind of look to it mm-hmm. in terms of gameplay and exploration. Anyway, yes, yeah, so inspired by Zelda that the cooking. And it actually sounds just like the cooking music from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Copyright! <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, you know, watching that trailer and kind of off doing stuff, and I hear that music, and it's like, wait, did I did it autoplay into a Breath of the Wild video? Oh no, this is the game! <laughs> oh, so, did it autoplay? I, I, we will call it a homage for right now, but man, this game looks beautiful. I... Mm-hmm. I'm curious about it. It's coming out for uh, later this year for the PC, Mac, and Switch. I will definitely get the Switch one, probably. Definitely, See. probably. Um, we've got uh, Pathfinder: Breath of the Righteous graphical update and DC DLC plans revealed. Um, okay. 
I don't even know what kind of game passes or so that's like a, that's that's one of your isometric turn based Baldur's Gate likes. Okay, that's gotcha. their second path. So they had Kingmaker, and now they're doing Path of the Righteous. Is their new one? Is it even out? Okay. They're just talking about the expansions. Um, I read this article, so I can't say. Yeah. Uh, oh, the game is coming out for PC, Linux, and Mac on September second. But they're the already talking about graphical upgrades, so that's why I'm, I got and, lost. I'm what? yeah. And a season pass DLC, uh, granting access to two stories. I guess it's expansions. been in like early access and stuff, hasn't it, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Story expansions with a roguelike mode. We've remade and upgraded the graphics, and they're having a season pass. And okay, I'm curious. I I, I want to know if the game's good before I worry about season passes. Come on, guys. That, that's not how this works anymore, Chris. You're supposed yeah. to get the, you're supposed to build the hype and get the season pass first. Now, <laughs> yeah, I always get confused about what the difference is between Pathfinder and D and D. Yes, D and D did an open source game license thing at one point so that other people could make games based on the foundation of their rules, like uh, of their rules. I don't remember what motivated them to do that, but they did it. And then Pathfinder took that and put out their own gaming system based on the 3.5 or 3 edition of D&D because people had issues with 3. Um, actually, they I had bigger was... issues with 4. Um, yeah. But they still had issues with 3. Like, people didn't... There were plenty of people who didn't like 3 before hating D&D was cool with D&D 4. So... Okay. <laughs> so then they took this and, and, and fixed it, ran with it, went crazy with it. Then 4 came out and everyone... Who stuck with D and D said, "Oh, ew!" And then they went over to Pathfinder, which had an improved version of three. Like, yeah, let's go do Pathfinder instead. And then it just took off, and now it's its own thing. <laughs> but doesn't Wizards own Pathfinder no. now? No, no, that's Paizo Publishing who owns Pathfinder. Okay, yeah, so they're their own thing. But Wizards does Pathfinder minis. They do. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm you. You've. I didn't expect and what? <laughs> yeah, because, you got me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Wiz, Wiz Kids, which is the company that does all the minis for Wizards of the Coast. Well, maybe they're Pathfinder. not owned by Wizards then. Maybe it's not owned I, by Hasbro. I'm pretty sure it's owned by Hasbro because Wiz Kids also does My Little Pony and Transformer minis in the same line. I give or up. Maybe, I don't know. Ask uh, Phil. Phil would understand it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But yeah, I've I've bought Pathfinder minis in the same vein as the Dungeons and Dragons ones. So I'm I'm sure that there's kind of interconnectivity well, there. The, the the minis, of course, are going to be fine. But like, because there's it's the same fantasy tropes, right? So right. why wouldn't you be able to reuse, even if they were totally different companies, right? <laughs> I know, but it's one company that does all the minis that's owned by Hasbro. But yeah, that's what you're telling me. You've blown my mind. I don't know anymore. So, You know what? They probably make their money either way. It's fine. Um, speaking of crossover stuff that's confusing as hell, Legend of Heroes, Kuro Nokiseki Kuro introduces more supporting cast. Oh, Only good. One... Just what that game needs. More supporting characters. <laughs> more characters, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Only one that I recognize. Yeah, yeah, there's one character who's been introduced to, if you've played the first three games, uh, people will recognize Walter Cron, one of the enforcers who was 
Uh, I can't remember now if he was from Crossbell. I know he uh, was at the same uh, dojo as Kilika and Zen. So that that's where he showed up in the first three games. And so now that we're in cross or now that we're moving over to Calvert, we'll, you know, like see him again. So I'm sure that that all three of them will pop up as we're in Calvert. Yeah, it would be really nice if they released um, visual novels versions of those first three games just so that I could play through them again and like 10 hours or less. <laughs> Well, there are some Let's Plays and stuff online that can help you out. That's true. That's true. I am I'm just dreading our Trails of Cold Steel backtrack and how much we're going to have to get into how the many, weeds with that How many one. weeks will that take? <laughs> I, I promise to keep it under two and a half hours, and I Is will do my best. Is it part of a series to... of just Trails of backtracks? Because like, I feel like they should got to start from the beginning, right? That's what they all say to do. Oh. Well, I, I started the season with Trails 3. Just Trails Here. 3, and now you're going to do all of Cold Steel? No, no, yeah. no, oh, no, no. Just okay. the first one. Oh, it's just the first one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it'll only take oh, three yeah. weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, there's no way I'm doing the entire Cold Steel series in one... Uh, <laughs> That's why I was confused. <laughs> in one episode. All right. Look, trying to cover three Mass Effect games in one episode was already a CF. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know how to sec this one, but um, King's Bounty 2 gameplay trailer and PC specs was released, so I guess you can do your PC builder simulator to see if you can run King's Bounty 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But this thing is also running on Switch, so it'll run on pretty low-spec PCs. Yeah. Uh, Strategy RPG with open-world exploration will launch on August 24th. So... There's that. Check the site for your PC specs. See if it can match run on your stuff. Um, we got more characters revealed for the Hand of Merlin. I don't even know anything about this game other than it's a uh, turn-based roguelite. Um, Arthurian yep. legend meets sci-fi <laughs> horror. Is this the sure. Is this the undead <laughs> Arthur one? No, that's a different one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's a bunch of those now. Oh, Arthurian legend meets oh, sci-fi horror. The game sees players recruiting three mortal heroes on a journey from Elbion to Jerusalem as the play as the world is on the brink of the apocalypse. Sure, that's yeah. an interesting take on Arthurian legend. Yeah, um, we've also got Korean publisher Nexon having a showcase presentation with upcoming projects. We got Project Mag- Magnum, which is the looter shooter with third-person P- PVE combat. We've got Project Overkill, which is the online beat-em-up RPG dungeon and fighter. And we've got, also got Tales Weaver M, which is a mobile version of an MMORPG called Tales Weaver. I'm not sure if any of those are out in, in the West or not. <laughs> yeah. Um We've got all of these trailers on the site right now. You all, can all the Korean RPG trailers are on the site. Though so, um, the, the Tales Weaver one does look kind of cute. Yeah, it's got a very anime look. We'll have to see. Uh, we've also got a Blue Reflection Second Light trailer. Uh, this is by Koei Tecmo. Yeah, it's Gust. Oh, right, Gust. Um, I have not heard anything about Blue Reflection. Blue reflection. So, 
I heard mixed things about the first game, so approaching the second one with uh, uh, trepidation. <laughs> yeah, it, yep. it didn't look very interesting to me. Sam did not like the first one, so I, I'm thinking it's bad gust. So I, I'm going to wait and hear if it's good gust before I, I jump in on that. Yeah, for, I mean, when I saw Blue Reflection, I was like, is that a sequel to the Azure Nights series? But I guess not. <laughs> uh, we've also got a new game announcement from Polish studio Dark Point, which they announced Achilles Legend. Which, yeah, you're controlling Achilles, the Greek warrior, the hero of the Trojan War, and it's an isometric action RPG that borrows, borrows its style from uh, Diablo and the Souls series. And which, its big thing is that it's got co-op. Huh. So you can play with your friends. The, the real question is, does it have an instant death if you get hit in the foot? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weakness. <laughs> yeah, a little bit glaringly obvious weakness um i also accidentally closed a news story from earlier uh do we care about all the idea factory announcements oh uh, do uh. we <laughs> kelly hit me up with the idea factory announcements please uh well the first announcement is that ne the neptunia and Sengen Kag or sinren kagura crossover is gonna really i've been waiting American. years for this yeah, two, two games that I'm sure somebody somewhere is excited about. Neptunia cross Sinran Kagura Ninja Wars. So, yeah, this one is going to see the nations of Hatono Kuni, which, you know, has Neptunia's Neptune or blank, all of those console characters, and then all the Sinran Kagura characters battling through their respective ninja schools. I'm sure that sounds fun for fans of those series. Uh, we've also got West. Uh, Western Are you Police sure State. you don't sound sure? I don't, <laughs> I don't think know. you're sure. <laughs> Should that be our question of the week? Do you give a crap about anything in either of this crossover? Just, just period. Do you give a crap about anything anymore? Does your life matter? I mean, I'm sure Anna gives a crap about the Western release for Mary Skelter finale because she played through both of those games and enjoyed them. Mm. The, the game's going to release on PS4 and Switch on September 30th, 2021, and in Europe on October 1st. October 1st. October 1st. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thirsty because my throat's dry because I've been talking for an hour straight. So, the yeah, sequel to Mary Skelter Nightmares and Mary Skelter 2. Um, they also announced that Death and Request 2 is going to be released on Nintendo Switch in North America. Um, you can read Pascal's review on that, which was very meh. Meh. So that's all the Idea Factory news. That's all of all of the news. Now we've just got uh, new release dates. Ooh, yes we do. A ton of new release dates. Uh, Babylon's Fall first closed beta it was announced, and only Europe is left, and that's going to be August 12th. Nanotail is going to be available on Mac and Linux, though we don't have a release date. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's Siege of Paris DLC is arriving on August 12th. Uh, we've got Harvest Moon One World heading to the Xbox in August. Is that Game Pass, or is that regular? That's regular. Piece? Okay. Anna? Yeah, she's busy. Is Harvest Moon on Game Pass? No. 
Okay. I wonder if it will be given time. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we'll see. I, I'm just amused that Harvest Moon is coming to Xbox. That's that used to be not an Xbox series. No. Well, Xbox has been pushing to get more uh, more Japanese, especially RPGs, on their platform in the last year or two. So yeah, we'll, no, we'll see how I think long that. If you're seeing it on Xbox, that means that they found their recent Xbox efforts to go well. So yeah, oh, good for them. Um, Sword and Fairy Seven is launching in October. I didn't know there were six other Sword and Fairy games, but uh, right. I think that's the Taiwanese uh, series. Okay, gotcha. Um, we've got a new expansion for Mortal Shell. The Virtual Virtuous Cycle expansion is launching on August eighteenth. The Crosscode expansion is already out. This yeah. is a left holdover from last week's show. Yeah. Um, it came out on consoles last week. Cool. Uh, I think I already talked about Blue Reflection getting a release yeah, you date. Did. Yep. Yep. Okay. My bad. Didn't prune that. Um, Jupiter Hell is releasing in August. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's already out. It got Canna Bridge of Spirits. That that was shown during the Nintendo Direct. I, I want to so, say. Yeah. Um, that's been pushed to September 22nd. Um, Encased is releasing on September 7th. Uh, Witch Spring 3 Ref- Refine, that's a weird name, is launching next week on August 13th. New World Delayed, is that the Amazon MMO? That yes, was it breaking? is. Yeah. Okay. Um, t- now coming out September 28th, probably, to fix that bug that was breaking computers. That I think that's already fixed, so there's probably more to it than that. Gotcha. Uh, if they wanted um, to do additional testing, I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> no, I wouldn't blame them either. Um, Monster Crown is launching October 12th. Is that the Monster Farming game? Or... Oh, no, that's another Monster Taming RPG. So... I couldn't remember what the Monster Farming game was. And then finally, the Veil Shadow of the Crown is launching on August 19th. That from your husband? No, wait, that's yeah. Vaughn, not Vale. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't keep these people straight in my v- online. V-things. V-things. Yeah. So that's all of the stuff that's going to be releasing in the not-too-distant future. Um, Chris, what's releasing this week? Or was released last week? <laughs> well, we have uh, Black Book for the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Godfall on PS4. Wait, really? Yeah, like yeah, I've been they hearing the about PS4 Godfall version. for oh, because it was Xbox before. Okay, or, no, it was a PS5 version, and then they did this PS4 version, oh. so you could, you know, they could get it out to more Down people. Gen. Okay, cool. Yeah, Shadowverse <laughs> Champions Battle. That's um, is that a card game? Is that the card game Shadowverse, or is it uh-huh. an action game based on the card game? Oh, this is the this is the Yu-Gi-Oh style Shadowverse, right? So it's Shadowverse, but you're playing with in a high school sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Witch Spring 3, Refine on the Switch. Hades, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Wait, what? Hades hasn't yeah. been out on these things till now? No. No, it was How? only on Switch. What? It was Switch exclusive. Well, go for... play Hades, everyone. It's really good. <laughs> it, it's on uh, Game Pass now, too. So if you got Game Pass, it's free mm-hmm. on there. Fort Triumph, which was kind of like the... Uh, the We talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago. The... 
XCOMI sort of one, but with melee. Yeah. And Cardiclism, Shards of the Four, another card game. But this one is just a roguelite one, right? Procedurally generated collectible card game mixed with action RPG elements. Yeah. Okay. It was monster. Sorry, Monster Harvest was the monster farming game. I got that confused with Monster Crown. I remember Too wanting to play this. Yeah. Too oh. many monster games. Oh, because we didn't have a show last week, I forgot to rave about the new trailer for Stray. Yeah. Oh, What's a, yeah, yeah. There's a new cat game trailer. They yeah. had combat, <laughs> Kelly. I don't know. I'm a little worried about it. I mean, I'm slightly worried about it, too, because, you know, the bugs chasing the cat. But, I mean, the the trailer seemed kind of lighthearted, so I can't imagine this game is going to be really traumatizing, I hope. I mean, we know your cat is injured at the beginning, but we don't know much beyond that. It looks like you get a backpack. The backpack links you up with some robot guy, and then you can, like, fight things. And then I don't know from there. Yeah, I think the robot guy kind of accounts for your UI and your interaction with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking forward to all the little interactions, like, you know, the cat scratching on the couch or rubbing <laughs> up against people or, you know, to- tossing a coin to the, not Witcher. Witcher. The, yeah, <laughs> to the bard and then t- going asleep. I cannot wait for this game but it's being pushed to 2022 and i also didn't realize it was getting a ps4 release yeah um i I didn't know that either yeah i I knew it was going to be out for steam and ps5 because it was i originally saw it in that ps5 uh reveal trailer a year ago but Mm -hmm. yeah there apparently there's going to be a ps4 version too yeah, we're still going to get a lot of that cross-gen stuff for quite a while, I think. Yeah. But God, I can't wait for that game, though I still want to call it Death Stranding. I think <laughs> that's the right name, though. So. <laughs> you do that. But yeah, um, we've also got a ton of editorial content. We've got reviews for Scarlet Nexus, Chernobylite. Yeah, sure. Dream, Dreamscaper and Wildermyth. Um, we've got an interview about the story of Witch Spring Three Refine, mm-hmm. and then we've got our fi- we our final wrap ups for JRPG July for 2021. We've got uh, July two- over. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. sad. No more JRPGs for the rest of the year. Maybe <laughs> it's, it's action RPG August. That's what's next, right? Are we ever going to make it official? You want to do? You want to do another feature, Josh? <laughs> I, I think he's pretty tuckered out from the feature one a year. I'm, re- I'm ready to take a month off. <laughs> All right. Oh, so you'll be ready for strategy RPG September. Yes, SRPG September. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, that that's fine. It's it's stuff that I like to do, but I'm also weird. Um, we've got two backlogging the years. One from pause and who's the other one is it paul it's pascal i believe oh pa- pascal he talks a lot about yakuza <laughs> he played a bunch of yakuza was yeah, it three he... four and five goodness help him he got all the <laughs> ps3 yakuza in 
Wow. And then uh, we got an impression for Broken Ranks and Summoner's Fate. So you can read all of this editorial stuff on our website, rpgamer.com. Come here and post in the thread what you All think. of your RPG news. All the RPG news. You just do it. Oh. We'll we'll take a break. You post the news. I was curious about this Chernobyl bite game. Is that a follow-up stalker, or is it just similar themes? I think just similar themes. Okay. Hey, did we talk about... I feel like there's other new games that came out that we didn't even mention in our releases. Holy crap. Did we miss these from um, this week? Okay. Bless okay. Unleash. Dodgeball. Uh, World... Oh, go ahead. World Ends With You Neo came out last week. Oh, that's week. right. Yeah, World Ends With You Neo came out. Dodgeball Academia. Which I want to talk about because about... what is Dodgeball Academia? <laughs> I know Alex was excited about it. It looks like Valkyrie Profile Battle System with Dodgeball? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Has a story mode. Dragon Star Varnir, if you want another... Uh, this is the... Oh, yes! Orig- previously released on PC, PS4, and now it's on the Switch. This is the one where you're a knight, and you get rescued by a witch, but they had to give you blood, so now you're a vampire witch yourself. I don't know. Dreamscaper is a roguelike action RPG. It's 3D action. You go into your own dreams, trying to kill nightmares and then die and try again. Dungeon Defenders Awakened. It's a reboot for, for Dungeon Defenders. It's finally out now, huh? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Switch, PC, Xbox One. Um, okay. No, it's already been out on those others, so it's just coming to the Switch now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Is Dungeon Defenders Tower Defense? Yeah. Okay. 3D Tower. So you run around in 3D world and then put down your towers. And then while the monsters come, you can also attack them. I see. Uh, Jupiter Hell, roguelike shooter RPG, The Falconeer, where you are, um, you are on a giant falcon. Um, it's previously came out of PC, Xbox One and stuff. Now it's on PS4, PS5, and Switch. It's an RPG? I didn't know it was an RPG. I should play that. It has some RPG elements I like the idea of flying on a giant bird. That's cool. I wonder if it's... I think it's on Game Pass. Yeah. If you want to try it. I know, I know. So many things to try. Yonder the Cloudcatcher Chronicles. I think we mentioned that. So, um, oh my gosh. So many things to play. And Anna's been playing Neo World Ends With You, and she likes it so far. Um, So. She's been killing a lot of pigs, and apparently that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, I think those are the metal slimes of that world. Well, the, they've got an issue in this one where there's too many pigs and they're not being metal slimes, so I don't know what's going on. Too, too many pigs, too many pigs. Sorry. <laughs> okay. A completely wrong song there. But oh, I I need to boot. I want to boot up Neo Worlds and with you. I even switched consoles on that just to play it so that I could have a Switch game and PS5 game going at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I, I need to get through Fuga first. Well, you're through Fuga, but you're not done with it. No. No, I've, I've got to see what that last library entry is all about. But... Um, yeah, because... Yeah, this that Fuga is probably a game that that's you know like not YouTubeable. I don't know if anybody's done anything on it. 
Well, trying to figure out how to get the best ending looking up, like, there was nothing. The GameFAQs threads have, the GameFAQs boards have no posts about it. I tried to look it up on Reddit, and all I found was a meme. <laughs> so. <laughs> is that the new way of strategy guides they moved to youtube for a while but now they're just memes you go and find memes and figure out what to do pretty much <laughs> i mean i mean if i wanted to i could probably write the strategy guide for it this at this point as much as i've played it it's funny but i don't have that kind of time well speaking of time i think it's time we wrap up Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you'd like to leave a show feedback, again, do it on the website, rpgamer.com. Find the show thread. Drop your comment right there. 608-729-4098. Question of the week to answer in those feedbacks is, what's your late rush, late July rush release rush are you going to play? Which of the late July release rush games are you playing? There you go. World ends with you. Yeah. Uh... Every week, catch us 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash rpgamer where we stream this show live to you or, you know, download it on your favorite podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for catching us. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Thank you, listener, for being here. And uh, a special shout out to my cats. They is so cute. They is so cute. All right. We'll she, catch you all next week. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Till then. Goodbye. Bye-bye.